Evolutionary Radio coming your way, episode 404. Compound episode, guys, but in this one we're going to do a special one. It's going to be a cooking episode. So this is a really good one to listen to, guys, and take notes in this one. Steve Smee here and the Rickster. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, today we're going to be doing a cooking episode. We did compound episodes all about cycles the last four, so going to give the cycles um, and the juice a little bit of break on this compound episode. And we're going to talk about some cooking. Steve and I, it's a common uh, interest that Steve and I share is uh, we like uh, cooking quite a bit. So we're going to share some of our tips, tricks, recipes, just to get some, some good, healthy uh, cooking going. So what's up, Steve? What do you got? So the first one, the first topic is ideas to make meal prep easier. So bringing you first on that one, Rick, that was your idea. Tell us a little bit about that one. Well, you know, one of the things uh, most of us need to do in order to have good, healthy meals throughout the week is prep some of it ahead of time. You know, sometimes just the, the budget and the time is not there to go to to a healthy uh, restaurant every day. So you you got to really prep your meals, take some of them to work, you know, just really, really get it, get it right. So here's a couple of ideas um, that I like to use. Um when I, 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 I like avocados, have avocados pretty much almost every day. I mean, I like avocados that much. And, I, and I'll go and I'll actually, by tact and feel, I'll kind of know how many days are out. And this takes a little bit of practice, a little bit of skill. But if you just go in and you just tact and feel your avocados around, you graph your five for the week. And you'll know which one you got to graph when and just just taking an avocado with you is a is you know you've already got something really good something healthy it's already in a protective uh wrapping right so avocados are i find are really really good and convenient to get some good some good macros in and um you know take take something along with you so that that's uh one of the ideas also i like hummus it comes, it gets right in, in with my, uh, with my program. It, it fits my macros. I mean, it's good. So just making a big, big, uh, jug of hummus beginning of the week. It's a great, great way to just have some, some meal prep ready. Also, some of you guys that are bulking, I've talked about a, a sort of kind of slop that you can make, um, so that you're not sitting there chewing chicken all day. You can actually cut the chicken into tiny pieces, throw it in with uh, some chicken broth and some rice, brown rice, even a really strong blender. No, you might want to get one of the ninja blenders and turn it into a goo to a little bit of a slop. And um, that's actually uh, quite tasty, microwavable. Uh, you can put it in your fridge and, and set it in little different containers. Uh, for a few days down down the road, and it's it's just it's just a good easy way to have your your chicken and rice just shoot and and drink it back. Um, just a good 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 idea. You got anything else, Steve? I might come up with something as I listen to you. I think the best number one way, guys, is you have to have the tools in your kitchen. So it's amazing to me how people when I first moved down on my own. I don't know, Rick, if you can remember that, but I remember I first moved out on my own and I had, you know, family members who bought me 
ahead of time for my birthday or Christmas, whatever, they bought me, you know, things for the kitchen. They bought me pots, pans. They bought me utensils. They bought me a thermometer to check the, the temperature of the food. They bought me all these things that you need in a kitchen. So a lot of people, it's amazing to me, you walk into the kitchen, they have nothing. They don't have a single pot or pan. They don't have anything. So all they do is just go out to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's all I do is, is eat out. And that's not good. That's not healthy. You know, so it's very important to have these things in your home and invest in them. And it doesn't take much money. You can buy um, a big box of pots, pans that can get you started. Every kitchen, every modern kitchen, you're going to have a refrigerator. You're going to have a stove. You're going to have an oven. You're going to have a microwave. Um, there's other things you can buy. We talked about on the podcast before an air fryer is very, very handy because you can make a lot of different things in the air fryer, a lot of healthy foods and you can cook. One of the best tools you can have is. Yeah. Chicken is wonderful in the air fryer. I'm not a fan of red meat in the air fryer at all, but I'm a fan of sweet potatoes. I'm a fan of chicken. Great, great options in, in an air fryer and makes it really easy to cook and it cooks it evenly. So those are necessary to meal prep. Another thing with meal prepping is when you buy your meats, this is my second tip, when you buy your meats, it's very important to cook them because if you let them sit in your fridge, they're going to go bad and they're going to go rotten you're not, and you're going to be wasting food. So when, when it comes to meal prepping, it's very important to cook them and cook them with a homemade marinade, lemon, salt, pepper, paprika. These are low FODMAT. These are other things you should be buying in your kitchen, not just pots, pans, and that sort of thing. You need to buy these Fire types up of the grill, Fire up the grill on a Sunday, you could knock out 12 chicken breasts in a minute. Well, fast, the thing right? is that we're going to talk about barbecuing in a bit, but the thing is, if you use that marinade that I told you, those four things are all low FODMAT. They don't upset your stomach. I don't use garlic or onions in my food. Very rough on the gut. I don't use them. You just need four things. You need paprika. You need salt. You I need love pepper, garlic and onions. And you need lemon. If you can tolerate garlic and onions, that's fine. Most people cannot. It's going to just stress out your stomach. But those four, what I lame, those four, you put them in a bag. You marinate the chicken. And it will help preserve that chicken after you cook it. You see what I'm saying? So instead of just cooking the chicken raw and plain, it's going to go it's going to take longer to go bad if you, if you marinate it and that those four things I just named. So that's very, very important for poop prep. You can keep that chicken good in your fridge for days versus just one or two days. Um, it's very, very important. So those are, those are my tips when it comes to that. You have one more um, meal prep and then we'll go to recipes. You know, uh, so I have a, a little four herb mixture that I use and I mix it in, in different parts depending on, on what I'm on what I'm actually cooking. So um it's basically a little bit of achiote. This I only put a little bit of ground achiote, curcumin, paprika, and um and curry is what it's called. Curry. So you put those four together, talk about spices, just small amounts. 
they they combine really well together on chicken or like if you do a dry rub of ribs and toss them right into that air fryer man is that a really really good combination you know your stomach's got to be able to take it mine's can take it i'm do fine with it but those are your four right there achiote curcumin paprika and curry i tend to put in a little bit more paprika than anything else put a little bit less achiote than anything else and the curry and the curcumin are kind of in the almost in equal parts you don't want to put a ton of it everywhere you want to just like dry rub it and it's just a good good combination of uh, of ingredients give it a, a really really good taste and you're not adding any uh any bad calories or anything I mean, the thing just just tastes incredible those four and obviously salt maybe a little bit of pepper um but with that combination maybe just a little bit of salt is just enough and you might not you might not want the pepper in there that depends on uh on you and what your taste is and that just makes everything taste good I, i've put it on not really don't really like it as much on beef but chicken and pork just a great combination of herbs to put together i, I really really like it all right so the next thing we're talking about is healthy recipes we're gonna each give two rick you go first so um right here in long island we got the dock over there uh, at Bracos uh, Fisheries, you can just go to the, go there, buy octopus. Octopus. Just a great, great piece of meat. Now, I'm not much for seafood anymore because of all the contamination, but I'm having about, per month, I'm having about three to maybe four seafood meals per month. And octopus is just a really, really good one. So you go grab that octopus, grab a big one, uh, cut the cut the head off. If they've prepped it well at the at the place um, that you're getting it at, right here where I'm at, they prep it real nicely. You could even kind of cook the head in there and, and eat it, but most of the time, depending on what you get, you're gonna want to cut it off, and you want to just. Get the water to a boil, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, throw your octopus in there, then bring the water down to a simmer for about 45 minutes. Then after you've done it for about 45 minutes, then you can just, you can heat up some oil in a pan, a little coconut oil, a little bit of uh, olive oil in there, and a little bit of paprika. The coconut oil won't let the, the olive oil burn out and uh give it a nice red taste matter of fact pulpo a la gallega which is a uh, a dish in spain which is octopus with paprika and olive oil in it. so it's already a paprika is already an approved ingredient for octopus it's really good with it and then you just get that oil going frying and then you once you're taking the octopus out you've let it kind of uh dry a little bit throw it in there and just sear it all over the place or throw it right on the grill and sear it like that and throw it on a bed of lettuce on avocado on hummus on um i mean pretty much anything you eat that thing with is great so that's a good one the the, the octopus recipe i really really like uh you toss one steven i'll throw another one 
Yeah, um, there's one called, uh, I'm going to give you a burger recipe. There's a, there's a product called Unbun, U-N-D-U-N. And they just started selling this. They sell it at Whole Foods. They sell it on Amazon. I don't know if you've heard of it, Rick, but the bun actually is a, it's not bread, but you wouldn't even know the difference. Um, it's got no sugar in it, uh, just only, um, it's basically very, very healthy. I'm going to bring up the ingredients for you guys. So really the ingredients are almond flour, pumpkin seed protein, coconut flour, psyllium husk, extra virgin olive oil, coconut milk, baking soda, cream of tartar, apple cider vinegar, and sea salt. So literally like every ingredient is something naturally found in nature. There's no preservatives, nothing. You have to keep this stuff in your freezer before you, you make it. So what I do is I take it out of the freezer, throw it in the microwave for a little bit, then put it in my toaster. And I can toast that bone up and it, it tastes incredible guys, incredible. And you can use that for your burger bun. Get a quarter pound of grass fed beef, press it, put some salt, pepper on it, coconut oil, and then throw it on the grill. Flip it one time only guys. With red meat, you wanna flip red, red meat once. So you flip it one time and then cook the other side, however you like it. Slice tomato, slice lettuce, and then you can use some coconut yogurt as your, your mayonnaise. Healthy burger. The last episode, Rick, you know, went to Burger King to eat a burger. I, I guarantee you, if you eat one of my burgers, I just told you, you'll never go to Burger King again. You'll think Burger King is disgusting. So it's a healthy burger, guys, all natural. There's nothing, not a single ingredient that's unhealthy. And it's, it's just a great meal. And, I'll, you know, I'm eating it this weekend. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, guys. It's an excellent option. I actually made it for a bunch of people few weeks back and they were amazed they said this is the most delicious burger we've ever tasted so it's uh it's got rave reviews so give that a shot guys give that a shot you're up rick so i've talked about the uh, wonders of steaks i love steaks is uh, one of my favorite things to cook and i have a ton of different steak variations that i do um, one that I even do with coffee, which I'm going to save for another podcast because I'm still perfecting that one. But this is steak that I've been doing with with sorted nuts, and it's just it's an incredible little steak. So here's here's the way to kind of work it, guys. You um take a pan. I like it when it's a little bit deep because it's going to splash a little bit. I don't like to get my cooking area too too dirty to have too much of a cleanup, but a nice pan, get it up to temperature, coconut oil, throw a little bit of butter in there. Then I throw my steak on there once it's nice and hot. Once the steak is on there, I'll get from the supermarket these uh these packs of sorted nuts, different stuff, almonds, walnuts, cashews. I mean, just everything is kind of in there. Raisins sometimes, cherries, I mean, dried cherries, all this stuff is, is in there. And I'll toss that in some of that in around my steak there and the and the rest of the oil right around the pan. I'll make like a little circle around the steak with it. And I'll just make sure to reserve the middle of the pan for cooking my steak and I'll let those those uh different uh assorted 
nuts and raisins and cherry and dried cherries, whatever, you know, cook with some of that oil. They, they, they took up the oil pretty good. And then some of the flavors coming of the meat are going to come in contact with those as well and, and help cook them. As I see the nuts, maybe sometimes some of them will start to, to show a little black dot seeing as they're starting to burn a little bit. If my steak is not full, I'll just I'll finagle it, get the nuts out of the out of the pan, finish my steak. But most of the time, if my steak is not too thick, um, and the pan is wide enough, I'll, I am able to knock it out and cook them both pretty much at the same time. You throw that on top of a bed of of lettuce and romaine lettuce and all these nice little things. Um, as always, avocado hummus. <laughs> put that steak on there and throw those nuts on there. I don't, I find uh, when you cook them a little bit, the nuts, the flavor changes a little bit. I like some of that, that flavor of the almonds and some of these nuts that are cooked a little bit. And it also makes them so much easier to chew. Um, turns like dried cherries, raisins, turns them into, into a really sweet kind of goo. I mean, it's nice. It's really, really nice. Goes well with the steak. Um, if you just threw them on top of the steak raw, there's just so much to chew in the the raw nuts that that little bit of of cooking really helps them. Like once you have a bite of your steak with with the nuts, I mean, they just crumble in your mouth onto a powder. It's nice. It's really, really nice. I've been I've been doing that steak uh probably at least one night a week. For the past few months, um, just keep buying from the store little packs of sorted nuts, and I, you know, I cook them. You know, just just cook them in the in the in the oil. Or sometimes when I'm steaming my vegetables, I'll also uh, I'll also steam them. And same effect, just just cooking them makes them so much easier to chew, and I think the flavor is is much improved when they're cooked as well um, than they're raw. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, so my 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 second one, I'm gonna link it in the show notes, guys. It's an avocado recipe. It's a got published on evolutionary.org. So you can Google evolutionary.org guacamole recipe and it'll come up, or you can just look at our show notes. But that guacamole recipe, why is it important, guys? You can use it for everything. You can use it for your chicken wings, you can use it for your on your burgers, ice is actually what I do. I add it to my burgers. You can use it basically as a dip for anything. And it's extremely healthy. It's a great option on a football, football day to put it out. And I guarantee you uh, that bowl will not have anything in it by the end, end of the, the day because everyone's going to love that. It's one of the best things ever. Now, guacamole, guys, you want to you wanna go to town on it because fats, good fats, are something that we're lacking in our diets. The American diet has zero good fats and that's not good. We need those good fats in our diet for our nutrition. We need it for our organ health. We need it for a lot of things. And we need it definitely as weight training because guess what? Those good fats are very good for our joints. So definitely check out that recipe, guys. It's very easy to use. It probably costs like three, four, maybe five bucks at the most to put, put that recipe together. And, you know, it's really easy to do. So I'm just going to link it in, in the description. 
So next one we're talking about is cooking tips and tricks. We kind of had some, but why don't you, uh, you want you give one Rick and I'll give one that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, do you have a pressure cooker at home, Steve? No, no pressure cooker at home. Um, get a pressure cooker and, and fucks with it. Uh, it's something that me growing up South America and coming here as an immigrant, we always had a pressure cooker. Matter of fact, there's three pressure cookers in my house right now that I'm in right now. Just get it and fucks with it. There's, uh, I'll give you some ideas on what to do. You like beans, Steve? Do you have any kind of uh, beans? Absolutely bean not. Absolutely. You don't like beans? Why not? Horrible for the gut. No, absolutely. Really? Well, well, if I you can well tolerate them, then it's fine. Yeah. But for most people, you're not going to be able to tolerate. You can go to a supermarket, get oxtails, oxtails, throw them in there with flavorings, beans, red beans. You buy them in the pack, the Goya pack, they're dry. Leave them in water overnight. Next day, throw them in the pressure cooker. If you uh, got, if you got, you know, some Spanish supermarkets around your area, will horrible brand, bro. Did you ever read what's in the a can of those? It's all Goya? preservatives. Goya. Get a good brand. Don't use a shitty corporate. Well, brand I'm, I'm, I'm giving you an example, but if you can just, you could order online organic dried red beans. Just order them shits. You know what I mean? Yeah, go and, to the health food store and get this stuff. Anything out of a can, make sure you get it from a health food store. Oh, no, 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 no. These are dried. These are not in a can. These are these are dried in a bag. I'm not talking about Oh, canned. I know what no. you're talking about. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. No, 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 no. Can, you, don't, you don't throw canned beans in a, in a pressure cooker, buddy. No, no. Talk about the dried beans that are, are dry in the, in the bag. You throw them in water overnight. Throw them in the pressure cooker. One good thing to throw in there with it is if you can get like smoked pork necks or something cool like that. Um, smoked, um, they'll have it a lot of these supermarkets, just the, the smoked parts are ready. You throw that in the pressure cooker with your beans. Uh, man, because that the pressure cooker is going to pull some of that smoke flavoring out of the meat and combine with your uh, with your beans and make something make something decent. And, um, you know, beans with a little bit of pork. It's a, it's a nice meal. As long as you're not drinking sugar waters and having a ton of white rice with it and, and other, and other uh, carbs. I mean, it's a nice, nice meal to have. Um, so pressure cooker fucks with it. There's a lot of YouTube stuff on pressure cookers. So, I mean, I'm, I'm big into pressure cookers, crack pots. I haven't been using my crack pot a lot, but I like pressure cookers and crack pots for, for anything that's got bones in it. Like those oxtails I was just telling you guys about, uh, you can you can definitely get a lot of like flavoring, um, a lot of good flavors, a lot of good stuff out of those out of those bones. Especially you you hit them with the cleaver right in the right in the middle before you throw them in the pressure cooker. Those those oxtails you split them right down of the tails. You throw them in. Um, yeah, that those bones are going to give you some good some good stuff in your. In, in your stew there and so yeah pressure cookers crack pots i'm more of a pressure cooker guy than a than a crack pot guy but that's that's a good kitchen utensil i think i think um a lot of folks that listen to us don't don't have or don't fucks with and and they should it's very good very convenient it kind of sort of lets you know when the food is is about ready to be done because the sound it makes it's just a, it's a good good item pressure cookers guys 
Don't ever, this, this reminds me of something. I'm going to talk about it now. Don't ever buy bone broth out of a can or out of a box or whatever, guys, you have to make it at home. So bone broth, a lot of people not heard of it. I talked about it on the forums and guys are like, what the hell is bone broth? So bone broth, basically the collagen, if you look at a bone, a thick bone inside that bone, there's bone marrow, there's collagen, there's all that nutrition. And those are another things that we don't get in our diet because what do people eat, Rick? Um, out of a, out of a, from the animal, just the muscle, just the muscle. They don't eat just the, the fat. muscle. That's it. They don't eat the organs. They don't eat the, bone I eat the liver, I eat the tongue. They I eat, eat the, nothing. Everything. They eat nothing. Every, but Spanish, not, you go to, you go to Spanish or ethnic supermarkets, yeah. you'll get the tongue, you'll get the heart, you get everything. But that's not nobody's fault because a lot of that stuff just isn't isn't marketed. Everyone wants to go buy like a filet mignon. Hey, and a Steve, I don't know if I ever actually listened to the podcast. And if I did, I, I don't remember your answer right now. What's your feeling on livers? Well, I mean, it's, see, the thing is, it's hard to find good quality liver. Just make sure it's, you know, you cook it, you cook it well. But yeah, the organs of but, the animal. But, you know, some, I heard guys say, oh, it's the filter, the animal. No, no, there's, um, no, I mean, the, the, all the organs, see the thing of the organs, they're all a huge percentage of the organs are are water. I I like chicken. I like chicken, um, chicken livers. I could be honest with you as human beings, we're supposed to eat the organs of the animal. We're not even supposed to eat the muscle. So that's, that's to be honest with you. So if you're eating, if you're one of those carnivore diet people and you eat meat and you make fun of vegans and make fun of vegetarians, you and you just eat the muscly part of the animal, then, you know, you're, you know, I don't know what to get, tell you. I'm not get gonna, a cow tongue. I'm, that's a cool, that, that's. Well, a good, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's just funny to me how tongue. people make fun of uh, other people for their food choices, but then themselves are, are, are foolish. So, I mean, you can't make fun of other people when you're not even eating a carnivore diet correctly. You cannot eat a carnivore diet with just the muscle part of the animal. You will just basically have, not be able to you won't be beginning any any type of water in your diet chicken, or chicken livers is like the poor it's like chicken livers is like the poor man foie gras so here's the here's poor the man's thing. foie gras chicken livers are good real good eating so let me, let me let me go back to the bone broth thing guys now bone broth very important why are we talking about bone broth why do i talk about bone broth because as weightlifters we break down our, our soft tissues we get injuries all this stuff so if you can get some some of that collagen in your diet, you, it makes a world of difference. So the way you would do it, Rick mentioned the crock pot, very easy to do. You get a crock pot, you get some plain chicken or vegetable broth, but it's got to be plain because if you get, if you buy a broth from the store in a, in a box, it's going to have all these preservatives, all this crap in it. So you're defeating the purpose. So make sure it's a good quality broth, very, very little ingredients. And that's, that's what you want. So I use chicken broth, plain chicken broth, nothing else added to it. And that's what I use. It's very hard to find vegetable broth without additions to it. I'm sure it's out there, but it's very hard. But then what you do is you get the bones. Um, Whole Foods, they sell in the freezer section. They sell the whole bones. So you get the whole bones, probably about eight or nine bucks. You put them in the crock pot with the broth and you cook that thing for a good 30 to 40 hours. And that really breaks down the bone. Then after 30, 40 hours, you can take the bones out and the collagen from the bones would have, would be in there. Right. And then you can add potatoes, spinach, 
pieces of chicken. You can add whatever you want to it, or you just leave leave it alone and just and just drink the broth. So, but that's the most nutritious part of the animal that you could be putting in your body aside from the organs. So if you guys don't want to eat organ meat, organ meat's hard to find, by the way. It's hard to find good quality organ meat. Okay. You live in New York, Rick. It's a different world where you live because you have a lot of different ethnicities and stuff. But in middle America, you're not going to find organ meat by going to the grocery store. It's just not there. Okay. And if it was there, I still wouldn't tell you to get it because it's going to be crap. It's going to be crap. Uh, the way they raise the animals, crap. The, what they fed the animals, crap. So it's, you're defeating the purpose anyway. But anywhere you live, you can literally get a bone and do the crock pot. So that's what you guys need to do. Everyone listening to this, you need to do that at least once or twice a month. If you're not, then you're making a huge mistake and your joints and your tendons and your ligaments are going to pay the price. So that's it, it, that will make a huge difference. You'll notice it. You'll notice it too right away. All right, guys. So next one we're you, talking about. If you, um, if you take something like a Cornish hen and you um, put that in a pressure cooker uh, long enough, you're going to be able to eat most of that thing because those bones are going to melt in your mouth too. Some won't. Some of the larger ones, you you get little metal piece that it won't that won't break down. But all the tips of those bones all that bone marrow is going to, it's going to be flowing out of the animal. If you again, get good farm raised organic hands, organic, everything. And um, you're going to have some real, really good, a lot of good stuff you could do with a pressure cooker and crack pots, you know, it's different kind of little, little, little bit, a little bit of a difference. Well, some things you can do in one or the other, but they're both kind of a, uh, they're both similar in that regard. Yeah. Good stuff. So barbecue, uh, let me give my thought on barbecue. I'll let Rick come in. So let's say you're making a steak on the barbecue, okay? Filet mignon, whatever. One of the tricks for barbecuing red meat is you have to leave it sitting at room temperature for a period of time. If you had that red meat in the refrigerator or you just got it from the grocery store, it's going to be cold. That means the internal temperature of that meat is going to be cold. So if you cook it on the barbecue, you'll notice this, the outside will burn and the inside will not be cooked. And it's got to be frustrating the crap out of you, right? Well, that the reason that's happening is you're not letting it, the insides warm up first. So if you just get it from the grocery store, it's in the fridge, you have to leave it on your counter for a period of time until the internal temperature gets, gets to room temperature before you throw it on the grill. This way it will be evenly cooked. So if you're making something like a filet mignon or a thick steak, you don't stand a chance at cooking that thing correctly. You're going to burn the outside of it and not be able to cook the inside. If you put it on the grill and the inside is still, still bone, bone, like 45 degrees, 40 degrees, it's not going to work. So that's one of the number one tips, you know, when it comes to cooking, you know, filet mignon red meat. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, I just got done telling you guys the muscle part of the animal, right? Well, here's the thing, filet mignon, that's a tree. I'll have that once a year for celebrating something, but that's, it's expensive and it's a treat. It's not something, you know, it's not the, the best healthy part of, of the you know, animal or whatnot. So don't be like, oh, Stevie, that's sad not to eat the muscle part of the animal. Well, it's like I said, it's, it should be a treat. It's not something you eat, you know, once a week or, or every day, like some people do. So 
that's 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 a must and that will save you a lot of headaches guys especially if you have a group of people coming over and you're cooking steaks and people are going to get frustrated because they're going to be like oh i want my steak medium and then you're going to cook it and you're going to give it to them and the outside is like burned and the inside is like raw and they're going to get pissed so you have to make sure you cook your steaks evenly and as i said before with the burgers flip them one time very important to flip them just once do not flip them until they're ready to be flipped don't flip them like six times that's that's not correct so you want to make sure you just flip it once you're up buddy yeah so barbecue tips and tricks um i always like making the fish in the barbecue wrapped in in foil paper uh, like you put different spices on there put it on the top rack and let it just take its time it's time while uh cook everything else on the grill so that's yep me too me too yep different spices different things you can you can really uh do to that fish and just wrap it in that foil paper and leave it up there it's good it's a good 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 Lemon. Um, oh man, lemon. Definitely butter. lemon when it comes to fish. That's a number like one ingredient. I, lemon, butter, garlic. I like garlic. You say it's rough on your stomach. I fucking love garlic. I put, I put like in everything. If you can and, tolerate uh, garlic, the, the, the trick with garlic, the ingredient in garlic, Rick, and that's an ingredient in Guard, your product, is allicin. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's the healthy part of the that's, – that's why when you're cutting up a garlic, you start crying. It's the allicin being released, and that's the antioxidant within a garlic that's so healthy, and that's why you put it in, in Entugard. That's one of the great ingredients of Entugard. I just Absolutely. Have, I learned I, that, I, I learned I that from garlic. you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I recall. I, um, I, I mean, I love garlic. Garlic is, is great. Sometimes even when, I'll, um, when I want to, like, let's say, give the meat or fish or something uh, a little extra garlic taste, I'll light coat of uh of coconut oil in a pan slice up a couple of garlic cloves toss them in there let them kind of cook and, and almost burn a little bit to where they they, they release their flavor and then I'll, I'll scoop them out toss them out of the oil and now my oil is garlic seasoned and then i fucks my meats on top of that um that's just that's just a good good eating garlic so um another another a tip for for barbecuing that i found um I sometimes i like to just make like a little bit of um a little bit of marinade with a uh, coconut oil and butter add some herbs uh paprika you know whatever whatever i'm, I'm willing like that day and i'll coat the outside of chicken or or steak or whatever with this with this little marinade and that uh i feel like that additional kind of coconut oil helps helps the the beat crisp on the outside whether it be the, the skin of the chicken or or the piece of beef whatever you're doing it just kind of it kind of helps it, it it sear up a little bit quicker helps it close a little a little bit uh, uh get a little bit of that that tasty crust on the outside a little bit nicer you know and also helps your condiments or whatever you're putting on steak so that always of coating the outside with a little bit of um of oil coconut oil has always been something I like doing I like doing that for the air fryer too especially for the air fryer because 
the air fryer will dry stuff up. So if you add a coating of coconut oil, uh, butter with coconut oil outside of your chicken or your steak, whatever it is, your piece of fish even, whatever you're cooking in, in your air fryer, then it'll make it crisp a lot faster. You can do that with, uh, with potatoes, uh, with just different, anything you do, just a little bit of coating will make a, make a crisp way, way better. Uh, another barbecue trips you got uh, tricks you got, Steve. I'm, I'm thinking of more as, as we're going on here. Well, if you're going to cook chicken on the barbecue, guys, I know this because I had food poisoning years ago. You want to make sure you get a temperature, good quality temperature thing. Don't buy a temperature thing from Bed Bath and Beyond. You know, we, you know, I talked about earlier, I gave Rick shit about corporate, corporate, you know, things out of cans from corporations. Don't buy. Don't buy cheap shit when it comes to something like this that's that important. An inaccurate thermometer can literally screw up your entire barbecue. So when you're cooking chicken, you want to make sure with poultry, you want to make sure you get it to 165 degrees internally. It's got to be cooked 165 degrees, guys. Otherwise, you open yourself up to possible food poisoning. And, you know, when it comes to barbecuing, also, guys, slow, the slower you cook it, the better tasting it's going to be. That's just science. If you cook it quickly, it's going to burn. Um, you don't want to ever char meat. If you char meat, it's going to be carcinogenic. So you want to make sure you cook the meat correctly. You know, it's got to be cooked correctly. Very, very important. Um, another option too is vegetables on the grill. You know, squash, you can cook squash on the grill, zucchini, even broccoli, you can cook on the grill. And those things, those are really good. Um, I know a lot of people, they won't eat vegetables, but they'll eat grilled vegetables because when you grill the vegetable, it gives it a little barbecue flavor. And a lot of people like that. So that's, that's an option for you vegetable haters out there. Try, try barbecuing your vegetables and you can lightly barbecue them at a low temperature and you won't be um, destroying their uh, nutrition. So that's a good option too. All right, Rick, you want to finish this off with your final thoughts? You know, cooking is about experimentation and research. If you can read, you can cook. If you can read and you can take time and use a scale and fuck with measurements, you, you can cook. It's real, real simple. And it's just trial and error. Um, YouTube, like you, YouTube is a wonderful way to learn how to cook stuff. Like if you... Anything you want to cook, guys, anything. You can go on YouTube and just put it in, and they'll show you how to cook it. Just make sure you use the quality ingredients, guys. No corporate-owned bullshit. Try to use as much organic as possible, because in those videos, they're not going to use that stuff usually. So you want to make sure that you're, you're cooking quality, guys, and, and, and healthy, and you're cooking with coconut oil. Very, very important. That's the number one thing I want you guys to do, is go buy unrefined cold-pressed coconut oil, a tub of it going to cost you about 12 13 bucks for a tub of it it's going to last you a while that's what you want to cook with guys that's what you want to cook with it's extremely nutritious full of mcts full of good fats very very healthy good for your joints everything don't cook with when crappy you, oil when you grab you know where I've, I've been able to grab good cheap tubs of coconut oil go to like marshall's or tj maxx they have a section where they have uh supplements and spices and stuff like that they're, you're always going to find, um, and you just got to Google the brand, make sure that they're quickly make, do a good search on them, make sure that 
there's no uh, issues with them and just grab it unrefined just like steve said coconut oil big tubs for only a few dollars and uh if you take a look at the amount of calories basically healthy calories in that big tub of coconut oil and how much you're actually paying for it so you get a good deal on those calories you know if we're talking food here guys you're getting a, a good deal on some good healthy calories one of the better uh one of the better buys in in fitness nutrition um that good nutrition is is coconut oil when it comes down to it because i mean you can that big tub is only cost you a few dollars uh it's got enough calories to keep you going for a long time <laughs> you know if you if you think of it way so coconut oil is is man it's my number one i i fry eggs in it you know scrambled eggs and coconut oil. i do everything with coconut oil and i mean everything and like butter for flavor like um also like olive oil but olive oil gotta mix it with coconut oil so it doesn't so the temperature doesn't cook it burn it on you it's so yeah coconut oil i mean i'm sure most guys listening to this already already have their tubs at home and are experimenting with it. all right guys appreciate this episode 404 we'll have another episode coming next week it's gonna be a lot of fun talk to you again take care have a good one steve have a good one guys Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.